I know you. We've known each other for a long time. We're the same friend group. It's a, it's a really lovely friend group that we have cultivated over the years. We are very fortunate. But if I were a Victorian child, oh, how would you explain who Boom Baptist is? If you were a Victorian child, explain to me like I'm a Victorian child. I would say Boom Baptist is not religiously affiliated, because <laughs> that might start. be the first Maybe. <gasps> concern. Right. Um, Boom Baptist is derived from early 90s hip-hop era. You love the Boom Bap? Boom Bap beats and drums and all that. And Boom Baptist is a bombastic being, uh, an alter ego, so to speak. Fantastic For me name. to exist in. That's what I would tell a Victorian child. And they would, they would be like, now show me McDonald's Sprite. You right. know? <laughs> yes. And we wouldn't have electricity, so I'd be fucked. Yeah. But that's... that's Which... Yeah. <laughs> we need some Tesla coils or some shit to even get started. But yeah, that, that was, that's what I would tell them. Uh, I love the name. I've always loved the name. I, I, you know, I think that it's one of those things. I feel like if other artists heard it, they'd be like, God damn, yeah. that's really good. I, Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's been... Uh, there's been a few times where people have tried to use it no. Anderson Pack used it in a no in a bar we uh, so I met Anderson Pack at South by Southwest he stayed with us for a few days and he saw on the cover of the studio oh. Boom Baptist said yo that's dope what is that I said that's my name he's like man I never heard that shit and then three years later track produced by Madeline really I bring, really yes I bring you uh, greetings from the first church of Boom Baptist that's what he said I am not familiar with that it's one. called the waters check it out so okay, so you see, so you're, so now it's three years after, so three years after um, you had Anderson Pack. Actually, you had Anderson Pack stay here. Yeah. Let's go back. Anderson Pack stayed at the old crib with uh, Knowledge and Sam I Am, real early on. Yeah. Not three years. Man, I don't know when it was. Two thousand and. What was that like? Two thousand twelve. He was. He looked like Cisco. He had a full white head. Okay. He was very green in the game. Okay. He was just excited to be around. How many years ago was this? 2011, 2012. Okay, okay. So advanced as a musician to be so green then. You know, it's almost like... I, yeah, I mean, he just d didn't know Texas. I made him a margarita with um, habanero in it. Oh, nice. And it fucked his stomach up. It fucked his and Sam I Am's stomach up. Knowledge didn't have it. And they both called me from their showcases and they're like, yo, or texted and they're like, yo, man. Burning butts. That right? was not it. Well, yeah, you start, you're not supposed to start your trip like, I mean, you know. Yeah. You've been to Mexico. Mm -hmm. You don't want to start with some shit like that. No, he's in. You got to at least, like, if you're going to go out with the bang, it's got to be at the end. And so yeah. I, I, I was responsible for fucking up this. Well, you want to show them the culture. Like, that's the thing about yes. Texas. I think that, like, you know, totally a lot of things about Texas that, you know, are repugnant. That's a fact, right? But the Definitely. things that are fucking beautiful, yeah. like we were in Monterrey and like, you know, they have their, you know, the last two weeks ago and they have their, you know, everywhere has their thing, right? Yeah. They all have their like, you know, their, their sharp edges. Yeah. But, you know, the people that we linked up with, gorgeous, beautiful, giving. And, you know, I, I think that you have that vibe as well. Um, when I, how did we meet? Do you remember how we met? Do you remember? I, I feel like. I never remember clearly about anybody's like for meeting them for the first time. It always just kind of blends in with my favorite memories. But I do recall going to Kellen's camp okay. during, I think that was when we were doing our adult summer camp. Okay. And you were making cappuccinos yes. with your spomer on the stovetop. And I was, yeah. dude, I was like, who the fuck is... It's too much. No, it's not. It's, it's so, perfect. I take that fucking espresso machine everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, across state lines. I get it. And when people see me pull up with it, they're like, you snobby son of a bitch. It's, I understand. 
anybody's watching it, I'll make you the fucking espresso. So delicious. You will understand. I think about it. Uh, no, I mean. I bring my I, I like the press. artistry. So I'm Daedalus is someone who I like to reference in this regard. He has an appreciation for all of the fine things. Mm. Like you see him and he's dressed in like, you know, royal, like dandy garment. Right. He's a big fan of espresso, like the true espresso. He does it just the most natural way. There's just something so beautiful about it. It's, it's artistry in its own way. Absolutely it know? is. So I think that's why I appreciate it. Absolutely it is. I yeah. bring my French press. I love a French press. And I bring that no matter where I go. You know, I bring it when I'm camping. I bring it, like, I brought it to when we were in Mexico. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, who wants Huge difference. It's so, such a difference. Yeah. You got to take it with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that about you. Yeah, the camp, that was, yeah. I mean, we had known each other for a while then. I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to say plush. Absolutely, I'm in sure. These, I don't think so. In these I remember, interviews, but maybe not. I think as plush was kind of those, and the interns are coming. I remember being in uh, the fucking. It was um, one of the. It was a Colombian restaurant that okay. used, used to be Nasha. Mm -hmm. Nasha now, and you had walked in. You saw Casa Erica, Colombia. Casa Colombia. Yeah. that's where it was. And then you saw Erica, yeah. and you were like, and I was like, oh, I was like, I don't recognize that person. And she, yeah. she's like, oh, it's Andrew. He's a fucking dope beat producer. Yeah. And I think this is right before you got into Dub Academy and oh, started wow. doing Apple Early Ableton. On. Yeah, this is like probably, okay. I want to say it was almost like a 2011 okay. situation as well. That was very soon after. We're going to get into that. Before okay, we get there, you know, and I know that everybody, you know, has does the like, well, let me see where you started. But right. you do have an interesting start. I interviewed you during South By. It was really quick. We haven't okay. put it out. The sound was weird. So I want to go through this. Let's go through it again. Yeah. Um, you go through, so, so you're, you, Miami. That's where you're yes. born, right? Born in Venezuela. Born in Venezuela. Yes. Have a green card. Yep. Wow. Came. I came. Did you take the? Did you have to take the <laughs> test? As an, as an infant, no. I mean, we came when I was one year old. Okay, so they they let you get a pass. Yeah, it was fine. That's they, interesting. They I wish, now I probably they probably wouldn't. They'd be like fucking quiz them at five. It's, you guys did a pledge backwards. Yeah, it's you know? pretty horrible. Yeah, there. it pretty is. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that way back then. My folks were moving to Florida. Uh, for a shrimp business. That's, yeah. That was their thing. Yeah. Long story. I don't want to tell their story. That's for another time. I read some of that. You can look at the Scratch Vinyl um, interview, which I loved. And there was yeah. so much detail in there. And it was definitely just so natural. I could hear, I just hear your voice talking about it and giving the story. But what I do know that I, I, I need to touch on is that our love for Miami base. Oh, so man. I was in Southern California, and then I was in San Antonio. Yeah. And, you know, like, San Antonio is, like, what kicked off freestyle. freestyle. Which is, right, the, like, you know, this cousin, the sister of Miami bass. All day. All day. Your oh. mother's a concert pianist. Oh, yeah. You learned some of that. Come on, Nardwar, you're crazy. <laughs> you got all the facts. That is, I, I want to be the Terry Gross slash Nardwar. My, my mother has always encouraged the creative side, but is a realist as well. Yeah. She has told me some of the sharpest things I've heard in my life. Like, you could study music, but you're going to die in the street. Wow. Um, it's very German also. I know she's been a Swayland, but I feel like that's... Extremely <laughs> hard. Uh, she she has encouraged it the whole way. Um, What's her sign? She's a Taurus. Ah, okay, yeah. Uh, Toro, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went to Miami. Um, they had me learning piano early. Right. Um, and... I took to, man, all the worst rappers. Oh, well, I mean, like, but that's, it's, the Miami base, so that's like what, late, mid to late 80s, right? That's like we're coming in, yes. like, 88 is probably a really late huge 80s. year, late 80s, right? Yeah. Um, all the worst rappers, meaning how? Vanilla Ice? Oh, of course. No, dude. I was same. Sha same to Shaquille same. Shaquille O'Neal? 
An MC Hammer. Of course, right, totally. Probably the three. I mean, but the pop music formula was working. Dude, they yes. had the dances. And know? Miami had a different, it just had like a fiery flavor where like that kind of cheese was like, yeah. okay. I was in Southern California, so it's, you know, we're still doing the I-10 situation, oh, right? Yeah. Like similar to the Master P era where oh, they, yeah. they wrap it out, right? There's so much connection there. So I was doing the same, dude. I was like, you know, listening to all of those, um, you know, not a, not a terrible artist, Kid Frost, like these other derivatives that were oh, really shit. good, you know, like Mellow Man Ace. And yeah, like, okay, well, uh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are the more pop ones. I mean, like Tiffany, Debbie Gibson. Okay. You know, I was getting in, in there. I mean, I was in the pop, you know Respect. what I'm saying? I think that, who was your first hip hop? Was it, was it Wu-Tang? Was it Wu-Tang that turned you on as your first hip hop? Wu-Tang was the first one. real shit. Mine was De La Soul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, De La Soul was great because they were weird. So weird. It was like you could, you could like dip into being a free spirit while also being hip hop, which was totally. like so unique about them. Spoke to me. Wu-Tang was like so incredibly opposite who I was. Yeah. Like I really have only gravitated towards hip hop for the beats. And so it's really like odd to see like a child in Catholic school like reciting like Ghostface, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like it was just obsession. At that, at that era, I would like read shit as if they were raps, like when I was studying mm. shit as a kid. It was too okay. much. It yeah. was too much. It was full obsession. And yeah, that was just that was just from listening to radio and being around yeah. around a little bit. Someone told me a few years ago that I send texts like they're rap verses. Oh yeah. And I didn't rec- I didn't recognize it. Yeah. <laughs> in, in prose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. certain yeah. I just feel like it's more under I don't even I'm doing it subconsciously, but I'm like I just when I'm writing a text I want somebody to understand. Right. Like fully without saying like a block wall of shit. You hit him with a couple bars. Hit him with a couple bars. You know, do you ever wonder like what would have happened if it wasn't Miami? Like, what if your parents were like all the time? Yeah. Well, I think about if I had stayed in Miami. Okay. Because I moved when I was twelve. Right. And had I stayed there, man, I'd probably be a little bit more of an asshole. I think. Yeah, you think? Texas yeah. taught me to be like really compassionate and like sweet. Well, I would think New Mexico too, because you moved to New, you moved to New Mexico yes. after that, and that's a very that's a very yeah total change of grounded life. state. Total change of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We went to New Mexico to be, like become healthy. Like right. my mom got sick in in right. Florida, so like New Mexico had the cleanest air, mm-hmm. Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. So we went there and just like changed our entire life. Like, yeah. Santa Fe is a majestic place. You've maybe you've been or I I went to Albuquerque for Gathering of Nations Dope. once and it was great. And I also like linked up with Apache Skateboard. Shout out Doug Miles and Apache Skateboards, Rosal Benelli. Um, and you know, like we, my mother actually had been like Instagram friends with them. My mother is crazy, dude. She like ended like making these relationships with people like Sub Comandante Marcos, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know Douglas Miles from Apache Skateboards, fucking Big Sleeps, who's one of the biggest Chicano like tattoo artists in oh, LA, shit. and like he sent me a drawing that she had gotten. She had finagled from. It's bananas. That's and, your like, mom's? It's, it's wild. But she had forged this relationship with them. So when we went to the Gathering Innovations, oh, he like took me around. They were like, you know, uh, uh, Randy Boogie and Cloudface. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so like they were like, you know, we're breakdancing and hip hop, doing all the elements, right? Like yeah. there was spray paint. And they were like fucking flute beatboxing. And, no you know, shit. again, oh, it was so dope. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, it was like loving like the hip hop culture there. And of course, like being with my indigenous peoples and, you know, so I love New Mexico. Probably oh, want to live in a Pueblo at some point. You think about going back ever? Or? When life slows down, I think probably yeah. it'll it'll be time to go back. I get it. We'll yeah. all go do our commune there. You know what I'm we saying? We talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Malou, not right now. Malou will project manage us out there. And that's, yes. She said that's her only yeah, job. Yeah, we'll go to San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, 
You so you're in New Mexico. You go to the Waldorf school. First. Oh my god! So yeah, Waldorf is like super arts based. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a German philosophy on the block system where you just focus on one thing at a time. Mm. Um, like you study multiple things, but really like your focus has to be in chemistry for a full month, or it has to be in this for a full month. Okay. You make your own. I like that. You you uh, do your own inscriptions and like write in your own textbooks. It's like a full, by the end of your one month, you've written everything you need to know yourself. And it's like a book that you take home with. Oh, wow. Pretty wild. You know what? I, I've been in the Texas public educational system, and that sounds way better. Like, <laughs> dude, my high school was built literally next to a uh, mall. Uh, you, oh, shit. Yeah. I studied, I studied uh, jazz flute. Okay, I was going to talk about we'll talk uh, about this, because, yeah. Yeah, so I think I gravitated toward drums like everybody. Right. They were taken. That's right. how it works, band. Um, so I did flute. Uh, I, I come from a Latin background, so my mom taught me all about Latin jazz and salsa. And so I was like, oh, I could maybe do this thing in like right. a Latin music context. Right. I was an uber salsa fan at the time. And so, yeah, the, the jazz program was six of us, really small group, and we would go all over the board. Mm -hmm. And we would suggest shit. And we so you're would, doing abstract, you're doing... Yeah, all of it. Yeah, and we would even write shit. We, taught, we learned cool. to write music. Yeah. Um, we performed a bunch, and that was... I was 12 years old. Yeah. So real early on. And, like, improvising the whole shit. So they, they fostered that. Dope. Yeah. That's fucking So cool. maybe if I was in Miami, that doesn't happen. Well, and so, you know, obviously it's still a good sound in Miami based. I don't know if it still exists out there, but I was listening to Boom Shakalaka earlier, mm -hmm. just before, like, you know, we got into the interview, and... Um, noticing how many genres it exposes, and I know—I think like one of the second or third songs, you're you you pick it up with a swing beat, mm. and so I was wondering, you know, like one of my questions was like, you know, you know, how do you? And obviously you have to, and you do, but how do you apply jazz into your All of production? It. Right, jazz is in everything. It is in everything. Jazz is in Africa. Brought Africa gave us everything we needed musically, and then it spread out across every genre. So yes, I mean. Um, my jazz chops, you know, I, I learned music theory in high school. Yeah. I was in jazz in high school as well, still playing the flute, but I, I learned music theory and, um, you need rules, but not too many rules. Right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. why jazz is so dope. Yeah. Like you could jump in and out, you know, sometimes playing the wrong notes is you're playing the right notes. This know? is also where I liked breakdancing because it was like, you know, you, you, it's not something that it's like, a, you know, you think about Russian ballet and it's mm -hmm. very confined. It's very, oh, yeah. you know, it's beautiful. But it's, you know, you're like, you're kind of freestyling, you're doing your own thing, and, you know, obviously still coming from, you know, Black Roots. Mm -hmm. um, how many instruments do you play? Like six or seven instruments. Bananas. Yeah. What, are, what are they? I know you flute. Flute. Uh, you play drums. Uh, you play drums. Flute, keys, drums, percussion. Um, I can play bass. Um, I can play some horn. Yeah. Um, trumpet's crazy. I think the trumpet is really, I love a trumpet. It's tough. It's, yeah, how do you have three Getting valves? the embouchure mm. correct. Embouchure. You know, you gotta get your, it's just really, really tough. Only three little buttons, like who's cool, cool? It's all in like how much air you can force out. That's how you get up and down octaves. To me, the craziest shit and I tried to learn was uh, trombone. trombone. yeah. Like there's so little reference there. Right. Um, you kind of have to, it's all like a weird mathematical memory. It's almost like a math rock of an instrument, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to someone about, about math rock, but specifically math uh, 
in music and like mm -hmm. how dope math rock yes yeah or drum and bass are great ways to think about creativity and math intersecting right right, right. Like, like it that's the most technical shit you could do yeah it's still creative but like yeah i think drum and bass is a good example that's still funky sometimes with math rock and you uh Yadira and i will talk about you always joke about this like imagine people at math rock they're like not really catching the beat and then like seven minutes later they're like oh yeah like That's you, my shit. You kind of like understand the development of like the build of where they were yeah. going, and, and you're kind of waiting in the in the balance of like where is this going? Where is this going? It can be tough. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I've. That's interesting because it's almost like you know com they say like you know comedy is like tragedy and timing, right? And you think about like I'll think about like comedy a lot, and there's sometimes there's like an absurdist comedian where it'll take them a long build before oh, yeah. they actually get to the drop of oh, understanding yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes deception is also really cool, though. Yeah. Like uh, Norm Macdonald was that way. <sighs> Norm Macdonald, you would be watching him and you'd be like, man, this is so not funny. That right. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that like that that can be really. And you space too. that out, and then you, you the, the body finally. I think I don't know. Did I talked. I don't think I talked about this last interview, but there was I was listening to Radio Lab, and they were doing a specific piece, or maybe This American Life, on comedy, and it mm. was going through the timing thing, and one of them was the loop, and they were saying like, you know, when you repeat something and you do the bit consistently, mm -hmm. people are like, that's funny, then they're like, what's going on, and then you keep doing it, mm -hmm. and eventually they're like, that's funny again. Yeah. You know, like it kind of runs yeah. its way back around. It's true. Yeah. 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 I like that, you know, artistically speaking, like that the comedy music kind of has that similarity. Um, Definitely. Pinging back to... Oh, yeah, we're just uh, No, and I love. We're actually going on the right thing. Like, I was, you know, like, again, listening to Boom Shakalaka. Uh, beautiful Thank you. fucking album, too. Like, I remember getting that in the pandemic, having it arrive, mm -hmm. playing it. You know, again, isolated, you know. So you really had a lot of time for yourself. So I'm, like, making breakfast and listening to it and just being like, like this is, like it's just from, buy it, listen to it. It's on Spotify. Um, you know, so many basketball references, but also oh, yeah. wonderful tribute to classic underground classic hip hop samples. How many samples do you think that you have? In Enough that to get sued into perpetuity. <laughs> I was what I was. Yeah, I mean, I was wondering. Like I was like, think about like the only sample I got permission to use um, was the announcer from NBA Jam. So wow. I had I had him interspersed throughout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out Tim Tim Kitzrill. Tim Kitzrill was a stand-up comedian. What was the famous Chicago one uh, what, you, that everyone from SNL uh, would go to? U UBC under yeah. uh, Uprice yes. Citizens Brigade. Uh, yep. mm -hmm. he, he was a comedian there. He never took off. Interesting. Um, NBA Jam was trying to get the announcer for their game. They right. couldn't get the rights to the most famous announcer of the time, who was Marv Albert. Mm -hmm. So they hit up this dude, and they're like, hey, can you do like an off-color sort of dirty version? Mm. We like we've heard your stuff. You have a classic voice, and and they hired him right there on the spot. And he, the version that shipped with the game wasn't what he did because it was too dirty. Like he was saying some like nasty shit. Wow. Yes, a bunch of cursing, and the they couldn't get the rating high enough That's for the funny. game. That's funny. But he and I call each other every once or twice a year and oh, really yeah and he's you know does he, just, does he have the album does he listen to the of course oh, that's crazy of course. that's so no, cool no I, I spoke to him i spoke to the creator of the game originally like i wanted to do it some form of justice and i thought that like speaking with them and learning about the process was vital so yeah like, spoke with them got permission from from the announcer and yeah used used his so samples good. all through it um but yeah the hip-hop so shit good. is not particularly cleared 
I feel like if they did hear it, they'd be like, that's fine. Hip-hop is, like, when you hear DJ Premier's scratch chorus, okay, it's DJ Premier, right? Right. But there might be Carmen in there, there might be this rapper, that rapper, Bahamadia. Maybe it's agreed upon that, like, oh, Premier could, Premier's the godfather of hip-hop, he could use all of it. But he's not the only one doing the shit. Totally not. You will always hear little scratch courses where they do little tiny bits of this part, that part. It's part of that culture. So I feel... Absolutely. I feel a certain, like, kinship with that sort of, like, phrase thing. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah. Um, I exist in an instrumental world where, like, a lot of people just want passive listening. Yeah. Like, a lot of people just want beats. Right. With no vocals. Yeah. Um, I can't do that shit. Yeah. I can't. So I have to put the samples in and ha- make it engaging. And, totally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which is interesting. I think that one of the things we also bonded on is that for a long time with hip hop, we really focus only on the beat, but we still need the rap mm-hmm. in it because I'm feeling that punctuation. Yes. And then I, you're, recently for me, I think I went back and I was like, hang on, there's a few of these that I just need to listen to the entire and kind of understand, you know, like what's going on. I know MF Doom, I was like always listening to, but oh, giving yeah. him a hard listen now. I'm like, right. there's just so many things in there. So many layers. Yeah. Okie dokie, snooky rookie. Dude, he does Operation Doomsday. He was like, the fly sicko sicko. Do it in his voice. Like, yeah, just oh, the fly sickle sickle sickle. <laughs> Who throws his dick around. And I, ha- I, I have a video of me He's in a traffic master. listening to like a three minute video of me trying to break down and say the exact way that he did it. Yeah. And it's like, even like once you understand the oh, lyrics, he's a master. the way to just deliver it in the same way. Yes. Unheard of. I think he faked his death. You need to... <laughs> Respectfully. He's still on the boat in the UK, <laughs> broadcasting live. Respectfully. Oh, man. No. Anyone who's watched this, ask me so next time you see her to do the uh, Binary Star. What's the track? Uh, reality Check. Reality Check verse. From verses. But, but verses. Like front to back. Whole thing, front to back. It's like my... Very impressive. <laughs> Very impressive. It's like my vocal stimming. If I realize if I'm having a hard day, I do that and Freddie Gibbs is dug in. Back to back, I'll just put them in queue. Back to back, back. Oh, all the way, yeah, Man. the entire thing, love it. Great That's delivery. Tough. There's very few tracks like that for me. Yeah, you know, very few. Right, I only have those two. Very few. I think I've been trying Mob Deep, um, shook ones, mm. and I kind of got a lot like a, some of that. But you know, like those are the ones that really give me like. Joy. Oh yeah. What are yours? Like, what like is when your... you're on your way to some shit, and you're like, I'm gonna put oh, this joint yeah. on, wrap it all the way to the end, and fucking go kill my boss right yeah yeah yeah. yeah which is you know i was listening shit. to an interview earlier uh not an interview i was listening to well it kind of was i was listening to a radio lab thing mm-hmm. and um they were talking about um lying and mm. they were like they had done this study where they asked um these questions they're like shameful questions to ask for example do you enjoy pooping okay. like you know do you ever have a rape fantasy and like the people that answered uh no when like you know the people that, there's two people like doing the interview and like and talking they're like obviously some of these are not all the way knows like there are people, you know these are things that are shameful in, it's in a scale. condition right mm-hmm. and they were like but there's people who answered all no and it turns out those people were in a swim team they were athletes and the ones that answered no were the best they had the highest scores they were top athletes because it takes a level of lying to yourself to be the best. I've never been able to do that. And oh, they were saying wow. that it, it, they were saying the, the happiest people are the ones that can lie to themselves where the most depressed people are fully aware and fully 
Um, you know, I, I will admit anything. Sense. I will be very open. I will lay it out. Yeah. I will overshare. Yeah. I, and I definitely have depression situations. I work it out. It's fine. I'm an, I'm an old hat at it. But, um, you know, there, in break dance competitions, right, I would just never, I hardly ever really advanced past, like, second, you know, round because I, like, I didn't have that thing in me where I was like, Fuck these Excuse motherfuckers! I fucking got that. I'm the best one in this. Right. I knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like where I was. But I do know that people, competitors, did would do. You that. have to. You have to. You have to lie to yourself to believe that you can. I feel like that you, because you are a jovial, up person. You know, like you cheer us on. You give us the pep talks. Okay. You're you are absolutely master at your craft. Okay. Keep you going. <laughs> you're very very right. good at what okay, you do okay. there has to be something of that too where you've got to like you mentioned you're going to the, the jam you're going to the gig and you're listening to your favorite songs you're rapping it and you're like I'm fucking ready you know like you, you, you beef your, you beef yourself up I'm going to say you goose MOP. yourself up MOP MOP that'll get you MOP is, big boss shit like, MOP is like heavy metal rap that really yeah 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 it's like man I remember playing it when I was a teenager in my one of my parents walked yeah. in the room and I was doing some stupid shit and they were like, these people Rep are hands. screaming. Like, they go in there and they're screaming. I yeah. go, it sounds so good. It sounds so good. No, I, yeah, that's my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MOP, it's just, it's premier beats and like, Absolutely. for the most part and they're, I Absolutely. met those dudes. Yeah. I met those dudes in Nashville, had had a nice conversation with them. Um, gods of, gods of hip hop. Absolutely. Did yeah. you watch them when? Remember when Sion was doing free shows? Were oh yeah. You, were you here when? Oh they yeah. Him? I was oh, here was when dope. they were doing all that and the and the dubstep shows and all of that. I Absolutely. remember Sion. Sion was the Mr. Prince quit that. <laughs> Sion Sion was the uh, d official DJ car. Absolutely. You could connect into the. You remember that shit? You could connect into the back. There were like XLRs in the back or something. Totally. Yeah. 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 And like they were like leaning real hard into the DJ world. Yeah. And they, they, I honestly believe that they helped carry the culture. For sure. Past, you know, you hit backpack rap. There's a little bit of a gap because there's Puff Daddy in his shiny suit era, which Canalingus, Southern Underground, Southern Playlist. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're Southern Underground. They oh, have yeah. a great track about that. Yeah. Fucking so many rap um, alliterations in there. And, you know, like, then it was backpack rap. Yeah. And then and then Scion carried in backpack rap. Smart choice. Could mm -hmm. you imagine if they fucking went the other way and they rode with If it weren't for Scion, I probably wouldn't be doing instrumental hip-hop. Really? Scion made an instrumental mix called, uh, God, what was it called? Blue Gems was the DJ. He passed away. But he was doing Sam I Am and Flying Lotus and all that shit. I'd never heard uh, Exile. I'd never heard any of that stuff. And that, right when I moved to Austin, I was like, Oh my god. Right. I don't need rappers. So you were rapping before then. I was then, rapping when I got here. And were you making beats and rap and yeah. rappers, but then you were like, let me just go into the instrumental. Well, cuz I was sending packs out right. to rappers mm -hmm. hoping to sell like every producer in the world for the most part when you're in hip hop, you're just sending 30 beats out. Right. Hoping that like one person will pay you 150 bucks at the right, time or 100 totally. bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And Freddie Fox, but Bumpy Knuckles. <laughs> Yeah, he, he hit me back, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll take like at least three or four, but like you don't, you don't need to get a rapper on these. Like these are great." Really, well, Freddie the, Fox told Freddie you Freddie Fox that? told me that, and at the time I was in a beat league, in this uh, British beat league with all these great producers. And what would happen is at the top of the week they'd give you a sample, and it's you versus me. 
Wow. And they'd give you fucking whoever, Teddy Pendergrass or Curtis right, Mayfield. Right, right, right. And we got right. to do our best. And so you would pull out all the stops. And back in the day, I used to just do loops. And then I said, oh, I got to learn how to do drum rolls and sound effects. Yeah. And really fuck with this shit. Because like that was, it's the equivalent of, of uh, breakdance battling. Like Absolutely. You're, you're just trying to pull out whatever stops you can. And that's how I learned yeah. to really like trick out yeah. music production wise, you know, was from these battles. So one thing there, right, is mm. that Freddie Fox, uh, my B-girl name, was Militia. Mm. Still is Militia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm never going to stop. But, like, you know, Freddie Fox, Militia, that fucking oh, track. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh man. So good. I fucking I'm, throw that on and I'm, it's me. I'm mm. thinking of the verse right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, really good. Even, right? So good. Um, what was your first piece of electronic equipment you were making beats on? Uh, well, computer. I, computer. I downloaded Fruity Loops on my parents' computer. Right. I downloaded Fruity Loops demo. Ninth version. Wonder was doing Fruity yes. Loops, killing with Fruity Loops. Still is. right? Yeah, still using Fruity still Loops. Still using Fruity wow. Loops and, and still killing it. So and, good. And reps it really hard. Like love he, that. He's like that's fucking like almost twenty years of yeah, using Fruity Loops. Well, yeah. I mean, well, it's like the artist, not the tool. It, you could be funky on anything. Absolutely. Totally. I started yeah. on Fruity Loops. And then I went to MPC. Yeah. And then more MPC and more MPC. Right, more. right, right. That was like right. the hip hop. To do a drum sure. roll, when I was trying to do, I was, there was a short stint where I was trying to make beats with friends. I'm really good at pulling samples, but like it, when it comes to using the hardware, it's still, it was a little really tricky. I worked on an ASR 10 for a minute. I think I was better on that than the I was keyboard. on MPC. Yeah. No, it was a sampler. It was like, oh, you know shit. And I did have some sampling pads, but it was ASR 10. Yeah, it was red uh, hardware. Nice. Um, and it was, you know, but it, uh, it didn't last, right? The MPC kind of definitely oversold, or, you know, bought it out. ASR is good. Alchemist uses ASR. Does he really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I realize now that I would accidentally make drum rolls because my finger would just... (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, I can't stop doing the thing. Samplers are imperfect. They Mm. they break down really easily. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, It was definitely the ASR 10. Yeah, man. Yeah. I had a bunch of NPCs, and they, the connection on the NPC beneath the pad would be so bad that I'd have to get under there with tin foil <laughs> so that the con- it could make it could conduct wow. a connection. Wow. Because they're expensive pieces of equipment. You're yes. going to figure it out. I'm glad that's amazing. That I wonder how many other people did the same thing. I wonder if that's like a, a weird Reddit forum. Right. We had New Mexico. You went to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you went to, that's where you went to school. Went you to went school. to college, right? And yep. then, you know, I, I imagine that there's, you're getting your chops, you're, you're rapping a lot there, right? Oh, you're God. Thesaurus Rex. Thesaurus Rex. Great name. During that time also, the backpack era, we everybody had really great names. I mean, one of my friends is Sunny Fono. Oh, I know Sunny Fono. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he does, doesn't he work for the Trailblazers? He absolutely does. Yes. He absolutely does. Yeah, he was in San Francisco, and he still goes back and forth there. He has no one of the shit. longest running he's nights at Madrona Arbor. He's really Arbor. supportive. He's great. Oh, he's yeah, dude. He's a he's a gem. He's a he's a total gem. Actually, I need to re- I need to send I need to reply to your text. He was sending me. He's working on some beat production now, and so oh, like nice. he's been sending him over some of the tracks we've been working on. The last one he sent me is pretty fucking good. No so. shit. Also, does every full moon he does a jazz playlist. Cool. And they're very nice. I'll scope it. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a sweet um, man. He is a sweet man. Uh, you know, just, just, uh, just again, a gem of a human. So, you're, but you're in Colorado. We also know, like, our other friend Hoodie Allen, Bubs. Oh yeah, know, like that was a great name. Oh we yeah, had so many great names during the backpack era. Pun-based, uh, pun-based names. names. It was great. It was yeah. great. Uh, you're in Colorado. You're at the Soros Rex. You're rapping around. Uh, you know, so you're rapping, rapping, rap hands. Battles. Battles. Rap battles. A lot Such of battles. Such a fun time. 
A lot of battles, a lot of disrespectful things I've said got to people. Got the punchline era was was phenomenal. That's the kind of rapper I was. Entirely punchline based. Not for the sake of accomplishing any uh, improvement to humanity. We wouldn't have the great film 8 Mile. Yes. If it wasn't for punchline rap. 100%. Uh, you know, and to that, right, you're somewhere in the Midwest, and yes. I, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, we're definitely going to touch on friendship, but we were discussing uh, friends who you can share music with. Yes. And that they accept it. Yeah. And you, you can get that musical, you know, uh, you know, chemistry going. Oh, yeah. And I had mentioned that I have a friend like that um, that I haven't met in real life. Um, he goes, I will lie, and I think it's, we won't say his government name, but, you know, I've known him since the hip-hop forum message boards, Galapagos 4 in Chicago. Holy smokes. And that's also how I know Scuba Steve, who was one of, you know, y'all... Through there first? Through there first. That's oh, where shit. I met Scuba Steve. I met him first. I didn't meet him in person at all until I went out there in 2005 and finally met a bunch of them. DJ Intel. No shit. Pickles. Deep in the hip hop. Um, deep game. there, right? And yeah. so we both enjoy just biz, and there's like the Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gooding two, mm-hmm. two things there, right? Quell, mm-hmm. typical cats, amazing battle incredible rapper, incredible battle rapper, a, incredible rapper. Everybody on that album, Quasar, Denizen Kane, one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, you know, DJ Natural was doing all their beats. Yeah. But also meeting Maker. Yes. In that, in Maker, I see Heat Rock Records, Maker and True, mm-hmm. who run Heat Rock. Mm-hmm. And when your Boom Shakalaka came out, I remember being like. Uh, I was like, hey, let me send you a couple of records. And mm-hmm. I sent him the Vapor Caves album. which He loved which, uh, it. He, and, and, yeah, and then the Boom Shakalaka. He's like, oh, actually, yeah. he released. What, what did he release? What did they release on your? Somewhere in here. Yeah. They released a Lil' Kim remix that I did for <sighs> them. Dope. Came out great. Yeah. My introduction to Galapagos, mm. this is crazy. So I was in a rap group in New Mexico called Typical Human Animals. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Opening for Typical Cats. Shut the fuck up. Wow. <laughs> Where uh, Roller Rink... Oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was called Area 66. Okay. And it was owned by some wild hippy-dippy... It was a wild hippy-dippy couple. Married couple. And they were very strong alien believers. I, I love it. New Mexico in a whole... Absolutely. As a whole, New Mexico, Colorado. Totally. That whole area. Yeah. A lot of activity, mm-hmm. whatever you believe or don't believe, I believe it. it's always there. Hey, so does the government. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that was, their rink was named after, you right, know, Area right. 51. Right. And so you go into this roller rink, it's very over the top, and there's alien heads everywhere, and then there's their office. Yeah. Past the rink. Okay. And if you were alt enough, don't think of this in any kind of way besides what it is, they would invite you, and they would basically try and convert you. Oh, to like what? Like to, to believing. Oh, okay. That's so they fine. were like, tell me about, right, okay. They would be like, hey, you seem like you're like aliens. And, and we'd be like, <laughs> I never said that. Essentially, it's my future. But, right? <laughs> right. But, yeah. they, but they would. They would be like, you have a different vibe. Like, yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah. going on you're with You're a little weirdo. And then they would just throw it on. I need right? to meet them. Right, and they be, they're cool as shit. I think the roller rink is still open, but that's where the fucking show with make with a uh, 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 quell, whoever was rolling in typical cats at the time, which was like God. it was still Denizen Qua- Quasar, Quas- Quasar, Quasar, Denizen Kane, Denizen Kane, DJ Natural as her DJ. No, he wasn't there at the time. It was Scratch Bastard. Shut the fuck who's up. Who's a who's a monster DJ now? Absolutely. And so that was my introduction to Quell. He was a total weirdo, but an absolutely, incredible yeah. rapper. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I I didn't know Maker yet, but I knew of his beats through all the Galapagos production. Right. So it, it's just wild, like kismet situation to. Maker's vibe of beat making. I told him this like a, a couple years ago. Like it's like rolling through a cutlass in the hood. Oh yeah. Your shit's like rolling through like oh, a it's beautiful. so good. He's so good. So dusty. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, just fucking and so I like he kindly after I sent him y'all's records, yeah. he sent me their entire discography of forty fives on Heat Rock. Oh for just, DJs that shit is like uh -huh, gold. Right. Yeah. Altered tapes mm -hmm. on the Heat Rock. Check it out. It's a phenomenal. You know, when yeah. I was reading the, the Scratch Vinyl interview, you were mentioning, you know, being in Austin and how it is a laid back vibe where mm -hmm. it's it can be difficult at times to get a project finished yes. and to get people to rally for it because yeah. we are, you know, in Vapor Caves did a, a great song in the summer about this where people yeah, yeah. move here because yeah. it's like, they're like, it's like having a margarita. It's like Margaritaville for like the fucking yuppies. All the right? time. All the time. Yes. Yeah. And with Chicago, what I noticed is that because, and I think this happens a lot of places in the North, like again, being, you know, a break dancer, everybody was just so dope there. Everyone, because you can't go outside during the winter and the winter's like... It's Eight months stuck long. sessioning, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, come to my basement. Yeah. We're going to fucking do what we love to do yeah. consistently and constantly. Yes. And hone the craft. And their history, their musical history is like Absolutely. crazy rich. Absolutely. I, I can't say that there's like any lineage for me in Texas musically at all that I can follow. Right. Big respect to everyone who's done it here, but like my shit didn't come from here. You know right, what I mean? Right, I'm definitely. happy to contribute to it, but not. Because yeah. your rap style also is... I feel like it's a mix of Midwest and East Coast. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, I, I'm talking about rap battles. You have a really great story that I love. Oh, yeah. Pitbull. Yeah. My parents, my parents, 20, my parents' 30th anniversary uh, in Miami. We went back to Miami. We went to Joe's Stone Crab, one of the finest stone crab establishments in all of the United States. Very Caribbean. And I felt like a third wheel. I left their dinner because it was also the NBA playoffs. The Miami Heat were playing against the Dallas Mavericks. It was a really important game. So I went to the back bar. There was a gentleman in the back bar with two ladies and then two older white men. And it was Pitbull. There were two record execs who were signing some kind of deal with him. And then the two ladies, you could fill in the blank. <laughs> and, and I was playing it cool. And my mom showed up. And my mom said, Andrew in Spanish, that's Pitbull. I go, yeah, it's fucking Pitbull, mom. And she goes, we have to get an autograph. So she goes and she says, can I take a picture and get an autograph? Of course. She says, muchas gracias for the picture. He says, muchas nalgas, which means you got a lot of ass. And my mom was a little shook because it was like kind of odd to have a man half his age hitting on her, especially right. when he's like a Miami icon. Right, right, right. That's what right. do you do, right? Like that's, you know, you don't want to be as, as, you know, you don't, ego is difficult anyways to manage. Look, and you have this guy. I don't appreciate Pitbull. Same. Mr. Particularly. Worldwide. Not my world. I, whose world Who's exactly? Whose world, dude? Yeah. <laughs> he, all he does is, this is, hey, start the rap beat right here on Beats Within. All he's got is area codes, <laughs> uh, abbreviations for cities. <laughs> and he just says like Dale over and over. Hold a gun to my head right now. Couldn't name a Pitbull song. I would die. And you know what? I will die on that hill also. So fucking dying anyways. Whatever. Any anyway, Pitbull, I'm sending you a message direct through the camera. Same. Because last time I whooped that ass. True. When we rapped against each other. Yes, we rapped against each other. And the two. But set it up. How did it happen? So he says your mom's got a lot he of. He says your mom got a lot of ass. I said Pitbull live freestyle, man. And he was fucked up. He had been drinking a whole lot, 
and he couldn't string two words together. And at the time, I was, as Yadir always says, the lyrical miracle. That's when the nerdy-ass rappers try to put together too many bars. I was the lyrical miracle back in the day, so I put together this crazy set of lines, and his response was, man, you couldn't even understand that shit. Which Pitbull, if you're Pitbull and you're on billboards across Miami, you'd think that like a little teenager wouldn't really bother you, but he was butthurt. And then one of the girls that was with him goes, I don't know, Papi, he was really good. I felt just like full, just oh, vindication, like right. all of it. Just like I defended my mom. Totally. Right. I had my rap moment. Um, anyway, the rapping days are behind me, but fuck Pitbull and his <laughs> disrespectful ass. Don't let yeah. him around your mother. <laughs> Name of his next album, by the way. <laughs> That's how you know he watched this. Don't let me around your mother. <laughs> First song, Muchos Nalgas. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, anyway. So. Uh, you know, I think that that kind of goes into some things when we were talking about earlier with like, you have to lie to yourself to be one of the best, right? Oh, yeah. You have to kind of do the thing. And for me, what I've been trying recently is instead of, you know, uh, trauma looping, where sometimes mm-hmm. I think about all this shit and I'll be like driving, I'm like, fuck them, I'm going to tell them, like, I'm yeah. going to send it to oh. You know what I mean? Oh, I yeah. don't, right? Uh, I've been trying to think of, oh, there's so many good memories yeah. that I should just be remembering instead. Instead in front of, myself, of cursing. Do you, th- do you, do you hold those on to you like as a creative? Are you, are you looking at your wins? Are you looking at your level ups and are you remembering those things? No. And an artist I think is really, you know, we're really, uh, criti- we're our worst critics, right? I mean, anybody is. For sure. Artists or not. I think we're all artists, but still. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, th- I think the way that I get through it is just being like an Uber fan. Of you or just an uber fan of everything? Uber fan. Uber supportive, uber fan, because like the moment you're not inspired or you don't think another artist is right, 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 right. worth a shit, then you probably are missing something inside, 100%, right? right? That's that's how I choose to look at it. And I'm just always a student. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because like, yeah, I mean, I, there's so much incredible shit out there. That's probably mostly how. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I think that there's like a shift for me. I'm, I'm working on a, a shift, right? I'm like, you know, 42. And so thinking about like, hey, you've been doing this shit for a minute. How about you fucking flip it around? Life's a science experiment. Give it another try. I mean, to be fair. Right. If someone cuts you off in traffic. It's not even that. It's just me driving and thinking about past Oh, traumas. yeah. Like, like when you have, yeah, yeah. Right, right, I mean, right, fuck that yeah. dude, though. <laughs> fuck <laughs> totally people 100%. and fuck that dude. Because it could be both, right? I'm like, I could still remember maybe a happy memory with them to kind of cancel out what they, you know, whatever the anger That's I true. had with them. That's true. And not be the extreme of like, well, it's only this way, it's only this way. Why not both? Right. right? Like, just like life is, you have your the totality. Down, so totality. Yes. Right. Yeah. That right. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and going question. into kind of like keeping the theme of believing in yourself and pushing yourself. You mm. mentioned earlier about, you know, sending your beats out to people and looking at, you know, I think you mentioned also Butcher Bear mm. as being one of your biggest, you know, like oh, man. supporters. Butcher Bear is the reason that I want other people to release music. He makes me feel so good about releasing anything. Yeah. And everybody needs that. Everyone does need that. In whatever form. Right. Everyone needs someone in their corner who's like, yo, motherfucker. 100%. There's so much toxic perfectionism, I think, that kind of gets, it's it's, it's, um, just gotten more exponentially worse as we're in, like, the social media. And, like, people are, like, looking at themselves and they they think, you know, we're in a a society of instant gratification. So if we're not good immediately, toss it. I couldn't agree more. I think that the, the internet shit, well, first of all, We've become polarized in all of our reactions. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody has a medium reaction. Right. You can't just 
have an okay experience watching something. You can't. You have to hate it. Right. Or it needs to be the best ever. Yeah. Everything is so extreme. Right. Right. right but right. really, you just need to like root people on. Right. And that's what he did for me. Even if it, if he didn't think it was good, he'd be like, "Doug, hell yeah, keep going, keep going." Right. Keep going. So yeah. that's what I'm doing now on the label side. Like when I see people who need the bump, that's my right. role. Right. Cheerleader. Right. You know, because it was huge for me. I, w- I wouldn't have released Boom Shakalaka without him. So. You, when, so when he, I read that he had done, you know, he was telling you, like, keep going. Yeah. Keep, you know, like, keep, keep going at it. Pitch it to different oh, yeah. labels. Yeah, yeah. And get the reaction. Yes. You know, like, see what their reaction is. What is it like? I mean, I have a hard time with failure. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. I, you know, like, I think, like, you know, we mentioned, like, people with ADHD, whether I have it or not, I, I probably do, but who knows. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm on medication for it, but still. Um, so is everybody. That's why we have an Adderall shortage in right. the fucking America, which, yeah. no. Sure. That doesn't, we can't all have it. Yes. You know? <laughs> we can't all have it. Y'all need to cut back on that yeah, shit. Get, just do, figure but it leave out. leave it yeah. for me. Yeah, so yeah leave it for me, though. It's a Vyvanse. I'm fine. <laughs> I think I can take feedback more on my artistry than I can on like my professional work, which mm. is just like that's toxic and, and trauma for me anyways, just mm-hmm. being in like a professional environment of sorts, like a mm-hmm. tech environment, which is where I've come from. Um, but what is it like when you're waiting? I don't know. Like, how do you When you send a full that? body of work and they're just like, yeah, not this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you, you just kind of, because I'm, I'm unemployed right now, right? I'm like, I'm working some things out and I... You know, I'm sitting in my resume, so I got it for unemployment. And, like, you know, I'm, like, I'm looking at, like, my, my deny list, and I know what it says, like, now nah, we're not going to use you, so, like, I skip it. But it's still, even though I don't, I didn't want it, it still kind of hurts. And so, but you are doing this. It is. And, but you move on forward. Is it the same thing as, like, you got to kind of, like, lie to yourself and be like, I mean, now you don't have to lie. You're so good at what you do. But it's still that thing of you can't let it get you down. you got to keep going. you got to you. The show must go on. That's the way the cookie crumbles. It's really disappointing. That show business, baby. No, man, it's disappointing. Yeah. It's disappointing because it's like labels. It like it's like the exact job right. that you think you're perfect for, and like this X list of things. Of course, such label would or job would hire me. It's right. so disappointing. Yeah. That was rough. His approach was interesting in motivating me because he was like, "You should try and hit this really high mark." Interesting. And so I went to the the highest peak that I could in right. terms of like the people who would sign me, and then I had to work back from there. Right. And it was like a total ego thing. It's like, oh wait, maybe that doesn't have to happen to actually release music. Right. Like the label thing is sort of fuzzy. Like artists think it means something much more than it really does. It's a reputational thing. It's a gang set. It's it's, part of, that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. Part of it is like some people don't want to promote. I love promoting i love creating a a concept and like marketing plan like that's that shit to me it comes natural so this whole time i'm freaking out about putting a title of a label on the back of an album that like i created this full world for right so boom shakalaka didn't need a label even though even though he ended up doing it i could have done it totally fine by myself right right most artists eventually realize and if they are committed enough to their shit they're gonna figure out what you have to do to get there. Which but. is Cream Dream Records. Yeah, no, you no, but I'm just right. saying, like, every independent artist, you can do this shit. Right. All the shit is on YouTube. 
That's funny that, <laughs> yeah, that you bring that up also because right now comedians are in the same realization. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to get the HBO stand-up special. Oh, yeah. You know, then it was Netflix mm -hmm. stand-up specials. But now, like, in a, it was Andrew Schultz who really pushed the envelope there is that, you know, you can do your own YouTube special. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I, now, I never really watched YouTube longer than, like, let me look at a few clips. And mostly now, I always thought that YouTube was, like, kind of like a, like, more of a... Some boomer shit. No, actually, I thought it was more of like a Gen Z, Gen Alpha guys game. Not to put mm. like a, any type of um, gender on it, but it was like there's there's like a there's a meme that was like there's a guy waiting to show you 1,000 YouTube videos like right now. That's true, and it's true. But like now recently, I'm like I know the podcasts that I like are also filmed, mm -hmm. and so you know, and I want to watch those. I want to see the reactions. Mm -hmm. I want to see like how they're you know. I just want to see their their movements and everything. And Ari Shafir recently released mm. one of his. Um, stand-ups there called Jew. Very good. Uh, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, on YouTube. Stavros oh, Halkias. He has one on YouTube as well. Love Stavros. Oh, Great. Yeah, and so like it's, comedians are also doing the same thing where you could just, you, you go to YouTube. I think the, man. It's I free, it's uploaded, and, it, and it's kind of wide. definitely did Absolutely that. shifted it. Pandemic made everybody have a TV show. Right. And some people stayed with it. You, so Colorado, you're rapping, you're mm -hmm. making some beats, and mm -hmm. then you, you come to Austin, you do the science shows, you realize you can do instrumentals. Yes. But your time in Austin also, you've done so many projects. And this also pings back into the marketing promo you were just talking about. You know, you were producing, you were rapping, you then um, got into Applied Pressure, and Applied Pressure put on some of the most amazing live shows that I still have not seen really anybody do. And the fact that y'all recreated the Portishead Dummy album, you recreated uh, DJ Shadows Introducing, mm -hmm. um, beautiful, full on vocalist, all the samples, it was phenomenal. Um, and now, you know, you did production with Keeper, mm -hmm. and then you and you did a, you know, branched off and are now doing Vapor Caves, phenomenal project, and watching your growth during that whole time, you know, just watching that level up personally and seeing it each and every time. A few questions here about first, like, what is it like for you as an artist when you're realizing that you're leveling up, like, your acceptance of it? Like, are you acknowledging, you're like, oh shit, you know, like, no, you're just flowing, you're just in the flow, you're just going. No, I mean, uh, it, like, you make room. For new shit, you yeah. make, like stages stages of life right. and reactions to what right. happened. Uh, before we started Vapor Caves, I was a part-time arcade operator. That led into Boom Shakalaka, which was about video games. Right. Totally. NBA Jam. Put right? that behind me, yeah. and then learn how to make funk. You know, like I think that it's just like. But you you kind of like move sections of your life out of the way. It's writers. Yeah, that's right. definitely how it works for for lyric writers, right? Like, uh huh. Yeah. If, if uh, you're dealing with heartbreak, she's gonna be write a bunch of like yeah. go to hell, dude, or like right. You know, revenge verses right. or whatever, what have you. Yeah. And I, I think it's a reaction to that. I also like producing for Keeper. We did like a smooth, sexy sort of down tempo thing. That was more inspired by like post-dubstep stuff mm -hmm. and a little mm -hmm. bit of jungle in there and mm -hmm. like some of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was just a reaction to like, okay, well, we produced in this style for this right. project. Let's like automatically go the other direction. The same way when you get out of a relationship with someone, you're like, I'm looking for the exact opposite of my last girlfriend or boyfriend or what have you. Right. You're always trying to just take a quick left turn to see like, oh, well maybe this over here will like motivate me. And enough like it's just kind a challenge of to yourself, gumption you know? to do yeah. that too because you're like fucking, I'm just, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean it's a challenge. I, I was listening to Stone's Throw and I heard Dame Funk and I was like, wow. 
like fuck it's yeah. a, this is the same world right you know we could i could do it you know so that's that's how i got into the the funk stuff but and yeah. like just before we get into the vapor caves thing mm. you know looking at uh i was listening to boom shakalaga again a great wonderful fucking album dude give it a listen so good uh and i noticed that you know you have missing the beat that you gifted yadira mm-hmm. that you had had existing it was yes. only instrumental you gave it to her she yeah. wrote the track missing you which is, yeah i'm gonna cry it's about you right <laughs> Listen to Missing You by Yadira Brown. So great. And then I noticed that you have it on the album remixed and edited using samples of her vocals. Her vocal pitched down. <sighs> like it's some psychedelic cumbia or something. Yeah, she pitched her vocal so way sick. down. Yeah. So sick. She's used to that. We've been remixing her voice like that forever. Oh, so yeah, good. She loves it. And with that too, like one of your first tracks I heard was uh, the Dilla Tribute, the mm. Mario Jump, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was on acid. Mm. And I was laying down on Lorenzo's floor. It actually, I thought I dosed this one hit. It was actually two. Oh, shit. And I didn't realize that till like 14 hours in the trip. I was like, oh, my God. It was a 10 strip right. that I cut up myself mm. without measuring it. Mm. We may have eaten two instead of one. Yeah. And usually she got out by eight. But we were listening to a, a, a one of his mixes that he did, and you're in there. Oh, and man. we listened to, literally, we listened to this mix nonstop. That was the only thing we listened to. Loop it. For the entire trip. Again, like 14 hours in. Yeah wonderful though did not mind it at all and uh i remember i popped up again i popped up a few times in this trip and i was like has he ever eaten lsd before (laughs) no and i was like i don't know and i was like because the way that you stack and layer your audio you know details is very much can be like an auditory hallucination and I told you this once, cool. and you were like that. Yeah, you were like, like you're like that's cool, but you have no like. There's no reference point for you. That's just what you're creating yeah. naturally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, music's a drug too, you it know. Is. And that's that's how I treat your depth. it. Depth. There's so much depth there. Yeah. Yeah. And now with doing funk and vapor caves, you know, you're mentioning that you love doing your promo and marketing and mm. you, you know, are an ideas man, but you, and you bring it to fruition. We did the, oh, fuck it all commercial for, uh, the vapor caves, uh, first was it the debut album, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Uh, mm-hmm. which is, uh, what is the name of the, that album? Feel yourself. Feel was the yourself. Name of the album. Yeah. Great album, mixed by Bird Peterson, Cream Jean Records. Nice, shout out. Nice. And <laughs> it's great. You put it on the headphones, listen to all forms of media in the car, headphones on your walk, on your record player when you're laying here. It's just fabulous. Um, but we did the oh, Fuck It All commercial, which was hilarious. We did. Um, you did so, the, uh, so, All Fuck It All was a drug yeah. that you could take to get rid of all your worries and cares. And it was O L F K T L. But All Fuck It All had serious side effects. Testicle loss, uh, uh, full blindness. Anal prolapse, Anal prolapse, (laughs) death. (laughs) And and so, you know, we did the classic thing where you run through all the side effects like rapid speed. Right. Uh, I think Erin Jansen recorded that part. But but we wrote all of that at the bowling alley. We consulted each other. We said, what's the worst side effects that you got? Was yours the anal prolapse? No, no, no. She she did the whole thing. Mine was uh, like... So he says to Richard, I says, fuck off, suck oh, yeah. my dick, but it took all fuck it all. Right. Things are better now. Oh, that you, was, you I were was the testimonial. The, I was the testimonial, yes. weird, scratchy, smoky yes. office lady. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. That and was great. One shout out, Bowling Alley, we were all on a bowling league together. It was a fabulous time for friendship. Mm. Um, where is your inspiration coming from when you're writing? You, the Vapor Caves, Be the Light, you were yeah. a candle salesman. Yeah. So funny. Paper yeah. capes. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I, I think you just 
like have to create a world every time. Like it's so hard to sell records. It's so hard to give people a, an excuse to listen to your shit, especially with the social media era. Like man, just going as fucking batshit crazy. I'm big on sketch comedy. Like came up with in a Saturday Night Live family and all that mm -hmm, comedy. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, just writing wild shit like that to me is really. Like You're so good at it. Cathartic. And, and pulling this all together, right? Like yeah. the uh, the music videos that we've all done, you know, together. Uh, again, mm. a tribute to our friendship, right? If you're watching any of the things that are done with Vapor Caves, that's all of our friend group, or mo most of our friend group. And even the behind the scenes, right? Mm. Kellen's wife, Jen, she's like working our hair and she's mm. figuring things out. We've got people like spritzing us down or like helping yeah. us with costume changes. Um, you yeah, know, that is a one thing that we definitely have in common among many other things like sample loving and, and mm. just music loving in general is friendship and how yeah. much we fucking love yeah. it. Yeah, we're a nice little family. It's we are. very sweet. You're an only child, you know, so you you, you rely on... Our, yeah, of course. Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that in the same way, whereas like, you know, I'm kind of the black sheep of my family and so mm. like my friends are my family and yeah. I, you know, you just have to it's be the best. That. Friendship is the best. It's the best. Top peak human experience it is and so listening again about you know butcher bear encouraging you and you were mentioning that you've got to have these friends that you you know you exchange these music and ideas with and this is how we cross pollinate yeah you know you 100 percent. think about you keep expanding your ideas find someone who you could send all of your favorite shit to that geeks you out and the moment they start making you feel bad about sharing shit Find a new friend who will accept that shit. <laughs> you can keep them as whatever friend. They may not be your music sharing keep friend. Them, keep them as the you friend know? that you hate on shit with. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, okay, so we've, we've covered so much. I want to ask some of the, uh, the questions I've been asking at the end of these interviews. Uh, what three pieces of advice would you give a 13-year-old girl? Sure. I have a cousin who mm. I saw in San Antonio who is an artist. She's doing great visual art, very encouraging of her. And she recently told me that the way she writes papers is with artificial intelligence. Oh, the GP chat? The I had never, uh, clearly everyone else has heard about this. Just heard about this. I just found out. And it was a difficult situation because, uh, you know, I might be 20 years older than her. Mm -hmm. So I want to be like, cool cousin. Right, right. But right. I also want to be... A little bit like, let me put you up on game. When we right. were in school, we would find every fucking way to work around totally. having to do a shit we didn't want to do. Cliff notes, actually buying a pamphlet. That's what I brought notes. up. I brought yeah. up cliff notes and she goes, you bought something? <laughs> she goes, why would you buy something that told you the answers to We it? didn't have the internet. It was used for AOL chat rooms and grooming children. That was it. So she, so Exactly. So she showed me the chat thing. Yeah, G, yeah, yeah. GP chat. Shout out GP chat. Yeah. So she showed me the GP chat and she said... Write about anything you want to write about. Okay, I'd like to know if in the next 20 years the vinyl industry is going to survive. Fuck. Um, and she goes, how many words? Oh, let's do 500 words. She goes, do you want like regular layman's terms or would you like it to be like over the top? Oh, I'd like like as if I were to write it. So just do layman's terms. Okay. Yeah. Perfectly written. Every point that I would make wow. was in there. Terrifying. Oh, don't get me started. Kelly and I did it the other night about some. Wild I did a shit. cover letter recently on that. So, <laughs> so on one end, I'm upset because right. I feel like she's not getting a full education. Right. On the other end, I'm like, dog, you got this shit figured out. Right. So, I I'm not answering it correctly because she taught me in that point in that 
specific moment, but I would say don't fucking get caught. That would be the result of that. Yo. Because. That's a good piece of advice. Don't get caught. Man. I told my 13-year-old second cousin, her mother, my cousin, we would, we would, you know, we were, we were rapscallions. We were out in the fucking streets. Oh, yeah. Her mother was the best at it, dude. She was stealing, we were stealing her mom's car. We were, you know, you know what I mean? Like. And her daughter, yeah. you know, also just she's a little badass. Yeah. And you know, she got caught a couple things. And you know, her mother was like, I "Did the same thing you you did, but I never got caught. Try mm-hmm. try not getting caught. How about that?" Dog, that's such a big key. It really is. Because you guys, you get a bunch, it's a game, right? The game. At that age, you're you're flying just like so high. It's so easy to so fuck around and, and make those mistakes. Right. So anyway, I would probably tell her that first. Yeah, don't get caught. Number one. Yes. Don't fuck with these basic ass dudes. We're gonna run you through the fucking meat grinder with Still all this working bullshit. On it. Totally, absolutely. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Man, I was one of them. So, uh, so, so <laughs> you know, definitely uh, be patient there. Man, what else would I tell him? What have other people been answering? Uh, you know, I only think I just started asking this. I How did Mez what, do? I forget what Mez did, but I think he was pretty. You know, it was pretty rough and tumble. He was. I think it was a similar thing. Like, don't fuck around with these fucking trash ass dudes. Yes, that's the theme. You man. know, um, we, society says, oh, women, the a woman's sexual peak comes at forty, whereas the man's is at eighteen. And I don't mm. know the science behind that specifically, but I came upon this realization: is that I think that as a woman. I finally am comfortable in what I like and mm. what I want and mm-hmm. how to speak up for myself. Yeah. Rather than, you know, in the years prior, based on how society is, I was just a person in the room instead of mm. being an active participant in the in the act. Big right. Difference. Right. And yeah. so like now that like, you know, once I got into my late thirties and my early forties, I'm like, hold on. Yeah. Let me advocate for myself yes. and look for what I particularly right. Right. And so, I, you know, like, I think that that's, again, thing like, hey, don't be out there, you know, if you want to find whatever, but also think about it, right? Like, I wish I would have, yeah. you know, learned more a little bit about, you know, what it is to be a woman in society mm-hmm. uh, and how conditioned we are without knowing that we're conditioned in that regard. Great advice. I would probably say scream at people about getting your art heard also. It's like there's a... Completely. Vapor Caves is working on a record right now that is like an initiative to bring up female songwriters the fact that that even has to exist in the first place is frustrating, right. but it's dope that it exists. So I would just say, like, make make more of a case to scream at people at the table you want to sit at. You know, there was a thing I was listening to about uh, Girls Who Code, I think, is the foundation. Mm. And they were saying that one of the number one problems is that when they're first starting out and they're showing, you know, when you're doing code, you use your text pad and your computer and you write it out before you put it into the system to, to run it. you got to check it first. And the, some of the girls would be like, hey, I'm kind of stuck. And they would control Z, what they had done. And mm. they were showing that when they controlled Z, it would bring up their previous work. And it was correct. Mm. But it's this thing where, like, men are told that it's okay to be, you know, again, I'm using the term rough and tumble. It's just my term today. Mm. But, like, go out, make mistakes, fall off a thing, scrape your knee. Whereas women, very young ages, are told don't do any of that. Yeah. You know, no scars in the legs. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. Be perfect, be silent, don't take up space. And so, again, love this project. Can't wait to hear what that's going to sound like. Me too. Uh, what business would you and I start together? <laughs> um... I proposed something recently to Avi that you could totally be a partner in. Uh, he proposed it to me, actually. Uh, one-offs. And it's ideas like what we have here. Okay. Which is 
recognizable but bootleg Love stuff a bootleg. Um, that you can't quite get sued on. Yeah, yeah. And is like so few of them that it's like, yeah. Wh- where are they even? Right. I love good bootleg shit. Same. We love it. I, I get it. That's our. We love the bootleg shit. I think that's like maybe the Latin shit. Like that. I've always been in the Latin markets where it's like you know fake oh, Jordan yeah. jerseys yeah. and shit like that. Like I love the imperfection of bootleg shit. Yeah. So I think uh, we might start something like that. I'm in. Uh, with a third partner, Avi. <laughs> Avi, call me. Pipe Dreams Incorporated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. I love you so much. I can't wait until I interview you and Yadira both. Ooh. I still have. I had some questions saved up that I definitely wanted to happen for the Vapor Caves. Cool. Check out Vapor Caves. Check out Boom Shakalaka. They're on Spotify. Go to Bandcamp. Do some purchases. Um, Stay tuned. Get involved. We love you so much. You're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Y'all keep going. I love it. Artists love keep you. going. Send shit to people you like. Yeah. Share with your friends. Find your beats within. Share the-